as part of the Gold Coast football department, I guess, in a leadership role. His name is Alex Rance, the former Richmond star, and he joins us. Alex, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks for having me on, guys. You've done a few things post-footy. How'd you land on the Gold Coast? Uh, well, it was a bit of a family connection, actually. My uh, brother-in-law, he, he grew up here and then came to Melbourne, met my sister, had uh, three lovely kids, and then moved back up to the Gold Coast. So there's a little bit of a family tie up here. So that was six months ago, and oh, a few months ago now. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah, when then I saw Dimmer came up here, and I shot him a text message, and then next thing I know, I've got a, a leadership and <laughs> a culture consulting gig. Nice. So you reached out to him first. Yeah, well, I, I think it was um, as soon as he uh, was sort of having a little bit of a break up uh, and was going overseas, I said, mate, there's a, a holiday house up on the on the Gold Coast if you ever want to come and have a visit. And then didn't get too much of a response back, uh, to be honest. But uh, then after, I think the Gold Coast Suns did their uh, the magic and then he got a gig and then there was um, a few communications in between now and then. So it was, um, yeah, it was a pretty, I think it was a bit of a happy accident, to be honest. Are you looking forward to getting back into club land? I am actually. Uh, I think this really suits what I loved most about the game. I um, I really didn't actually enjoy game day too much, um, which may seem like a surprise from a elite athlete perspective. What I really enjoyed was the um, connection with teammates and being able to work out a system and uh, plan it out. And then obviously execution on a weekend was a the, the small component, but a necessary component of, of knowing that your system works. So I really enjoyed the week-to-week stuff. So now I can go back to doing that, which I really enjoy. Um, and it's such an exciting club to be a part of. There's so much talent here, so much excitement, a beautiful um, place to live as well. So it's going to be going to be great. What makes a good leader in your eyes? I think a strong sense of identity, first and foremost, is knowing what your skill sets are um, from an individual standpoint, things that you can take to any organisation, but also how you interconnect with other people um, because uh, to be a leader, you need people to want to follow as well. So mm. that's, a, that's a pretty critical component. Um, and, and not everyone leads the same. Um, I, I think I found my niche at Richmond in that I was never going to be the captain. Um, I didn't ever have aspirations to be the captain. That takes a different type of personality type. Mine was more so relating to the um, the ones that maybe weren't um, as talented because I wasn't talented early days in my AFL career and I had to work my way up and I could resonate with those players. So helping um, those type of players is where I fit most. So those two sort of skill set and mindset components, I think, are what make up a good leader. And when was it in your career that you felt like you came into your own as a leader? You, you come in, you want to make your way, you want to earn the respect of your, your teammates, you want to play a few games and play well. Before, often you start thinking about leadership. Some are different and you get the outliers like a Sam Walsh or a Joel Selder who come in straight away and go bang. I don't think it was that for you. When did you feel comfortable in that space? Um, I never really thought like I belonged uh, and probably until year five or six. Um, and that was um, from internal validation first because I was always quite a hard worker, but just not very talented. So um, I, it took me that time that, you know, from working hard, gaining the respect of my teammates and then external validation came through all Australians and things like that. Um, but I don't really ever think I felt like I belonged until like, I played a full season, so 22 mm-hmm. games, which I think I played in 2012 when I got there in 2008. So um, 
that is when I thought I had something to offer and, and had something that was worth following. And then it, after you get a regular game, I think that's when you um, yeah, feel like you can help and support other people because you, you're sort of just working yourself out early days. Um, so, yeah, it probably was maybe even year five or six where I was able to really have a, a bigger impact on others as a leader. In your earlier years, uh, it's been said to me that uh, Hawthorne had a good crack at you. Was, uh, was there any truth in that? And how close did you get? Yeah, there was truth to that. So the same time that Josh Gibson went to Hawthorne, um, it was around the same time. So yep. I think they were, they were vying for both he and I, um, which, you know, sliding doors moment, could have three premierships like him. Um, but I also don't think that I would have become the player that I became because I didn't have exposure to Justin Lepich and mm. Damien Hardwick and Ben Rutten and, and things like that. So, um yeah, there's there's definite definite truth to that. I met I met with the chief, and um, yeah, it was. I also met with Frio and um, had some some interest there because they wanted to lure me to go home with Ross Lyon. But um, yeah, it was. I'm glad that I made the decision that I did because I think that gave me a stronger sense of identity and ability to have a longer career. Oh, the chief told me he would have made you an even better player, but nevertheless, uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, the Chief's a great man. I, I, I love doing some stuff with the, obviously the, the um, uh, stuff with Fox with him, and um, obviously I love doing stuff with him and Spud. Um, and yeah, the, the Chief is a great man, and he, he runs a good ship. But I'm, I'm not sure he could have uh, maybe tried to turn me into a forward or something like that. Who knows? But um, yeah, definitely level was a, a good handle for me. Alex Rance is with us on Sports Day as the new Gold Coast leadership consultant. This Gold Coast team, I mean, when is it when is it going to happen? And it's a it's got to be a belief, doesn't it? They can beat teams like Geelong last year, and they beat Brisbane, but they can be such a disappointment. They they lost, I think, four out of their first five to start the year. All this talent, but I don't know, something's missing, Alex. What is it about that belief that you probably went through as a player and as a team that once it clicks, it clicks? But it's almost like they've got to jump this giant hill to get there. Hmm. I think. And sometimes that giant hill that you speak of isn't as big as what you think. It can sometimes be a bit mm. of an optical illusion. A lot of the time, I believe it's just about um, not bottoming out as hard, like not letting two goals become six goals in a game or not letting one loss become three losses in a season or in a little patch of, of games. So it's about... And we see in... I reckon the grand final was a prime example of that momentum swings. Those teams were both so finely tuned that momentum swings were literally like minutes apart, like just this who had the arm wrestle and control of the game. Um, and so that's what the best teams have got to do is, is try and refocus, regain momentum within minutes, not within quarters, not within games, not within like patches of the season. That's when the good teams play. And that's what you've got to do, I guess, at the start of the year is try and work out what are those triggers that get you back into your peak performance zone. And then the back end of the season is just repeating, repeating, repeating. And then if you're lucky enough to make the grand final, and I say lucky because prelims are the hardest ones to win. Um, if you, if you get there in the right moment, then it's just who can stay in the, in the inflow for long, for you, the longest amount of time. You rode the wave to a premiership, uh, coming from some deep moments, uh, some disappointing moments at the Tigers. Uh, Further to Kane's question, would, would we be would we be justified in being really disappointed if the Suns don't play finals this year? Given a they were close, b they're picking up 
three A-grade youngsters uh, into the team and they're another year older. Justified in being disappointed. It's like, it's like it's a, it's a, a bit of a negative uh, kind of... I'd be more focusing on the excitement that is around. Like, you know, I think the expectation, the demon of expectation that everyone sort of talks about, which is something that no one can really control. Um, and I think we're somewhat sheltered from that up here on the Gold Coast. And I've, I've hypothesised a little bit about whether that expectation is a positive or negative thing because in some ways I quite enjoyed proving my critics wrong in, in Melbourne. Um, so I do believe that, um, you know, criticism is uh, has somewhat of a need in the game and it, it keeps people on their toes and keeps people accountable. But you're right, the Gold Coast Suns do need success. And I feel like that this team is hungry for it. Uh, I feel like Dimmer has uh, a track record of being a winner. So um, it's then just about how can we perform uh, on a consistent basis and arrest those momentum swings on a more consistent basis. So I haven't answered your question directly, but... Trust um... me, Alex, we've spent, we've spent a lot of energy on the excitement phase. We're, we're looking forward to the delivery. Yeah, and, and as am I. And that's I, I'm not here just to fill a role. I, I want us to win. Um, so I'm going to do everything that I can, and I'm going to... And that's I guess that's the thing about um, the the mental space is not everyone. It's not a blanket rule of what works for someone can work for another person. So it's about working with each individual to work out how they can perform at their best from a um, a mental performance perspective because their skill sets are good enough mm-hmm. because they're top draft picks. They get that their physical abilities to kick, mark, handball, and their their best games are good. But it's how can we raise that floor? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm ready to get some wins. And it's a part-time role, and, and part of your, your other day job is working with Loop Logics, who we actually know well here on SEN. They're the Swiss Army knife of construction management. How about that, Alex? Well, what's your role there? Yeah, you guys have been a fantastic support, and obviously we're really appreciated um, the the efforts in in bringing some awareness to Loop Logics. Yeah, we're, so we're a project management software company where we. Um, uh, help all in the trade industry to be able to streamline their workflows to help them save money on their uh, help save money on on projects by increasing their visibility. So seeing which jobs can be profitable and which ones aren't. Um, and it's been a space that's been a little bit um, left to go, and um, where there's sort of some old school um, software in place now. So it's very clean, very easy to use. So if uh, there's any, I know there's a lot of tradies who listen to SDN, so. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, if you're looking for some project management software to help streamline some of those administrative processes, then Loop Logics is the uh, the the product for you. Loop Logics, a Swiss army knife of construction management, also going to appear on the Gold Coast Suns Guernsey, I think, on the neckline as well. Hey, mate, I'm excited for you. It's an exciting role. The footy club's gone in a in a new direction. Great coach, one of the all timers with an exciting list, and and you running their leadership. Uh, will be beneficial for them, no doubt. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, guys.